Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Happy Wednesday, my beautiful Busy Mumsies. Ash here. Oh, it's a jazz hands day. It's a Broadway day. Oh, this always makes me so happy. Today, I am welcoming Kristen Pirro and David Gordon onto the Busy Mumsy podcast. They're a beautiful married couple with a little one, a little two-year-old named Cooper. Oh, delicious. Now, Kristen, I've known for a long, long time. We have shared countless audition rooms, oh, fighting for the same shows, if you will. She would get some, I would get some. You know, that's just how the Broadway biz works. Uh, she has performed in four Broadway shows, four national tours, and countless regional shows. I think now she's like a Broadway associate and with choreography and directing. Amazing. I can't wait to hear all about it. And David, I've not met yet. So you know me. I love meeting new people. Uh, he has a 15-year career as a professional performer, performing in 38 states, 36 countries all over the world. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, they also have started a business. They are a startup to the glorious wine brand Intermission. Um, I recently saw on Instagram that they have launched into a few Broadway houses, which is incredible. I want to hear how they're doing it all, striving, thriving, and surviving. So let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Kristen Pirro and David Gordon, welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, it is lovely to meet you, David, but it is so fab to see you, Kristen. Across the world. It's been a minute. <laughs> years. It's been, a minute. Yeah. it's been years. There have there's a child. You have a child. I have a child. I'm on another continent. Oh. You're in another state right now, or you're upstate. Yeah. Did you say you're upstate New York right upstate now? Upstate New York, but it feels like another state. It yeah. does. It feels like yeah. very different from the city. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was just in New York with my daughter introducing her to New York City for the first time. And I have to tell you, it was a jungle. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm in like, I'm in cool New York, like concrete yeah. jungle where you want to sing some Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. <laughs> it just felt like we were, we, we weren't going to survive. Like, we right. were not going to survive. So it's we didn't. And we got on a plane and we went to Florida. <laughs> was that better or... <laughs> In, and now that I said that, you're right. Was it better? I don't know. I don't know. But I will have to say that New York has changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And very different with a child. I feel like yeah. your perspective is very different. What you see, what you pick up on. And like, you're like, wow, I lived like this. And it was fine when it was 
us. And then there's a child and you're like, wow, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like long are the days of just like running from audition to audition. No care in the world. Right. No, I know. Now we're like running to an audition, passing off the child yeah. in the stroller. Rolling the stroller to him. He while just I ate. We'll be gone. You know? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah. Well, I'm going to rewind a little back here because um, for my Busy Mumsy listeners, you would have already heard this in the intro. Kristen and David both are performers. Um, you know, musical theater, they have toured the globe, Broadway. They've done it all, they've seen it all. And that, that's a whole other podcast in itself. So <laughs> this is a parenting podcast. This might be your first parenting podcast. Welcome to the pool. It gets a little murky. It gets a little fun and wild, but you know, you will come out fine on the other side. I promise. Kristen, as a dancer, yes, our body, right? Like the mental bullshit that went into all of those crazy auditions, all that time at Ripley Greer. And I will age myself because I spent some time at Chelsea Studios oh, as oh, well. Oh. Me too. I actually Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I actually booked the producers at Chelsea Studios. That's how old I am. <laughs> um, so with that said, like the body is changing and all of all of that. How was it for you navigating this now changing body of yours? And was it any sort of panic freak out or was it just something that you were like, oh, I'm safe in this. This is going to be fine. I'm going to all is fine. Um. Well, as far as getting back into the business or? No, during, during while yes. you're in that yes. pregnancy, because also like there's the, oh, wait, my agent's calling. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I luckily, and I know it can change from pregnancy to pregnancy, even with the same person. I had a pretty smooth pregnancy. Um, getting pregnant took us a second, but once we did, we, I, I felt great the whole time. I was very active the whole time. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, you know, went to auditions. I, for in the beginning of it, I was doing a show um, up until I was six months pregnant. And then after that, I started being the resident choreographer for six on Broadway. So I was trying to transition, maybe thinking I'm going to be teaching choreography. That might be a little bit of an easier schedule once <laughs> I have the baby. So I, and that, I did that up until like Nine months pregnant. Like, like three David, months. Uh, David, I love that you just laughed and I did too. <laughs> it's easier schedule. Things are going to get become very yeah. magical and yes. earthly. I mean, like, like she said, she had an incredible pregnancy. We were very lucky. Yeah. But like two weeks before, she's like, "God, I'm trying to go down to the ground," and and I was like, "Yeah, like you're, squatting you're gonna and be... standing in, in yeah. one count." And and I, was I was like, like "This is hard." I was like, "You're you're you're really pregnant right now. It's probably why it's a little harder. Him, I'm like, why? I can't. And David's out. hands go up. Like, please don't yeah. be mad. I told that. Yeah. I know. I was like, I, I know I'm not allowed to say anything here, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, I, I feel like my body really took to being pregnant because I stayed active. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, like we thrive <clears throat> on movement and all of that. So it, I really only knew how to do that. And therefore I think labor and going through, birthing a child, I also was very in tune with my body. So I like could feel when things, how they, I felt a lot, which I'm sure you did too. Like I almost, the, the doctor was like, I can't believe like you pushed once and the baby was almost out. And I'd spent 25 minutes telling somebody how yeah. to engage and explain she how to do for that. 20 minutes and, and he was yeah. very, he was a tiny baby. So I, it's not too impressive, but it was weird and also beautiful being so connected to my body to kind of be able to handle that. And I, 
to say again, I think leading up to it being that physically active really helped. Yeah. And Dave, and then how was it for you as like first time dad yeah. come watching so, Christine go through this process yeah. of change? I will say I'm one of those weird guys. I thought it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I was like, my mother uh, was a Lamaze teacher for 17 years, for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I had always been around babies and I had always like known the techniques. My mother gave us our, our childbirth class, classes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was a very hands-on uh, <laughs> person in the room and I was very much involved as much as I could be, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will say it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And she handled it with such grace as she does uh, with everything. She has an incredibly high tolerant pain tolerance. I do not. Uh, and, <laughs> and so like, I, she was like, She'd be like this hurts and i was like if that hurts you we gotta go to the doctor like we gotta <laughs> go right now like things are happening yeah um but you know again it was a pretty yeah. um seamless pregnancy thank god oh that's wonderful and then on the other side of it for you the bounce back culture that we live in i literally was just like already scrolling through social media and there were some influencers that were posting things about 2000 us weekly these were the covers and everything was about women and their bodies mm. and who's fat this week who's yeah. too skinny this yeah. week and it was like and i can i can vividly remember being on tour and getting these magazines and reading them on the bus you know mm -hmm. that lovely bus on your way to texarkana yeah um, so so it's kind of like when now you have a child and you're on the other side of it did you find mentally that you were feeling like you were getting sucked into that bounce back culture? Like I need to do this, that, and the other, or did you just like, again, one day at a time and you did you? Um, I think a little bit of both. Like, I think I, I did feel bounce back. I thought I was going to want, you know, you know, I'll be back to work in three months when the baby's three or four months, I'll be able to go she had back a job and waiting that. for her. I had a job yeah. that I could go back to and, and then after we had him, I was just wanted to be with him. I was like, how could anybody leave? And, you know, circumstances and we're very fortunate that I could have the choice and the option for as long as I did, which was I'm, it's a true blessing. And I'm so grateful for that. But I, I think I assumed I'd want to be doing getting back into physical shape, doing the hustle again, doing all the things, because we all, as you know, we have so many friends that do that and I see them thriving. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to be with him for as long as yeah. I can because we don't have that much time before, like your beautiful daughter going to school. Like it's it's a short time, you know. The days feel long, and the days feel long is what I say. But they are <laughs> the days feel long, and the nights feel longer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think the bouncing back, I didn't take to it as harshly as I maybe thought I was going to, and I kind of did let it happen more naturally. I. I started working out, but I, I, I don't know. I was like embracing the body I had. And, and then I finally, it took me about a year. I went to go do another show just this past May. It was my first performing in a show back on stage. And I will say it was so emotional. Like it, it just, it felt like a different, I feel like a different person. I definitely have emerged a different human being after having a child. So like physically- yeah, your body probably just moves differently. Your intentions are greater. And, and you know, nursing, holding, everything is like in a different place and my hips are hurt and my back. And you know, so it's like a different um, thing to maintain. I have to do different things to keep it up to snuff, you know, as far as 
flexibility and <laughs> stamina and all that. And David, priorities when when little baby boy was born, what what shifted yeah. for you? Well, so we um, lots of things, um, and they're still shifting. Um, uh, there's a I think as any I think the bounce back, if I can say something mm -hmm. about that, I think there was more guilt on the fact that she didn't want to go back, whereas as, yeah. like she was like, wait, but who am I? Who am I as a performer if I don't want to like immediately go back? And I was like your performance right now is, is, is being a mom. And that was the best performance that we had ever witnessed. Um, and for me personally, where did you find him? I'm sorry. Where did you find him? The uh, best partner, the best dad. Uh, like best. So I was raised by all women, which is probably what happened. <laughs> I, I, I love my husband, but I'm, I'm going to make him, he's going to have to turn this one up loud. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no, it's still, uh, for me, it's it's still a, a guilt thing because I am still trying to actively be a performer. Uh, as we all know, the performance salaries all ch are not always consistent, consistent yeah. or what they should be. And uh, we kind of, um, we, it's fun to see how we've, we've managed it now. I think um, we're really good about like, okay, now it's your turn to do a show. Now it's your turn to do a show. Now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. And so like we figured that out in the beginning though, it was wild. I mean, uh, as you can see, there's a little thing called intermission sellers right there that we'll probably get to talking about. But uh, we we started a business and I've never hustled the way I, I mean, we yeah. we hustle uh, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, whatever uh, studios, studios. And, <laughs> and Ripley and, and this and that and open jar. And it's like, we're constantly running the studio to studio. And then all of a sudden I have a child that I'm like, oh, I'm going to feed this child. I'm going to feed <laughs> this child, you know, and that uh, we've been very fortunate in this business. But what does that mean when you have another human that's sitting there that you're like yeah. thinking now 18 years before college? And like, it's amazing how quick the mind shifts. Um, yeah. Um, right. But then you also have to think too, like, what am I, what, what roles, what am I, what shows am I doing? Because that's eight shows a week. And that's yeah. not just like you get there at 730 and you leave at 1030. There's a whole other like yeah. job that is required and those rehearsals and the, the rehearsals. all of the things. And, you know, you have a fight call. So you have to be there 45 minutes to an yeah. hour before half hour. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I used to just rock up at half hour. I was very, very <laughs> And I was the first one to pull my microphone out of my wig before back. <laughs> yeah, right. And if they were singing bows, I was angry. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why are we singing right now? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's been interesting to see yeah. Kristen though. Like Kristen usually is a swing dance captain, and all of a sudden, like yeah, I'm usually like so focused on being there, understudy rehearsals, being the person that people lean on when they have other crisis or sickness or whatever, and have to be at different events. So it's it's interesting too to see like you were just gonna say I think for me to shift, like I'm not bothered, I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm like, I don't need to do that role. I wanna show up at 7.30, do my gig and go it's home. freaking awesome. And that's it, and that'll be great <laughs> for that outlet and I'll love to be on stage and then I can't wait to go back home to yeah. Cooper and David, yeah. Well, let's shift, let's shuffle off to Buffalo. Let's, let's, <laughs> do, a little, let's, do, let's do an intermission as I air quote it. When, when, I, I love it. Like I, I've, I've been on your website all day, by the way. Yeah. Um, when, how, what inspired, when did the two of you sit down and go, you know what? I, I, I mean, you're an actor, you love wine. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but when, so I think we should start our own wine brand, our own wine business, call it intermission. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Who wants to go? Bring it on. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> I think it was the pandemic kind of prompted 
the push to start our own company. We have been interested and dabbled in the wine industry for probably about eight to 10 years, probably 10 years now. We keep saying eight, but yeah. years yeah. keep going. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we've done a, lot, a bunch of shows out in Sonoma, California at Transcendence Theater um, for years. And we had loved going out there. It's, it's a beautiful community. It's obviously wine country. Everybody in that area is affiliated in the wine industry in one way or another. So you're getting knowledge of that just from being immersed in the community. And over the years, we've, you know, gathered friends and that have become family and have have just kind of been sponges to that and very passionate about it, which yeah. we didn't really realize that we were always passionate about drinking the wine. But <laughs> when we really sat down, we were like, oh, we really enjoyed the whole business of it. Yeah. So the pandemic, I think, prompted. Yeah, we, we kept going out there and... Um... I, in between gigs, I'd be working at restaurants and I'd meet sommeliers and then we would go out to Sonoma and I'd be like, call my sommelier friend and be like, hey, hook me up with that winemaker over at so-and-so winery. I'm going out there. And all of a sudden they'd be like, well, great, come to this tasting. And we are actors after all. So all of a sudden we're in these like high profile tastings and I'm like, oh, the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. You know what I mean? Like, it was <laughs> like, I don't know. But that whole time we were learning a lot. And so then it became... Uh, I started going out there like two weeks early to do a harvest. You know, I would just be like, uh, you know, fly me out uh, two weeks early for the contract if they can put me up. And they did. And same with Kristen. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden we were doing bottlings and all of a sudden we were learning everything. And like Kristen said, it was, it was, we were sponges. It was like going back to college as an adult, we yeah. were just gaining every no bit of knowledge. And uh, when the pandemic happened, we don't sit idly well. She was in a yeah. show and I called one of the wineries and I was a few of them and I applied for a full-time internship as like a winemaker. And so what, uh, we got in a car, not knowing anything we about bought that. a car, bought a car, <laughs> drove across <laughs> the country. Cross country. We were staying with older people. So we wanted to be really careful. So we like zoomed across the country in three days, um, barely took off. Like we, we, we didn't, we knew nothing at that point. So, um, and then I started the internship, which was supposed to be with me and 10 other people. And I showed up and it was just me. And I was like, oh, here we go. And then all of a sudden she was kind of working in the tasting room and she yeah. was gain gaining a lot of knowledge. And um, what was supposed to be six weeks turned into two years and we came home with a wine company. So there were a lot of serendipity, <laughs> you know, there's a yeah, lot, lot more of serendipitous that, moments. And, you know, we're, we, we got married in Sonoma as well. So I guess that was also one of the, if we go back and look at all the dots that connected us mm -hmm. to starting the company, that was one of them. We, when we got married, we were gifted uh, shiners for the wedding, which are not labeled bottles of wine. And they said, we're going to gift this for your wedding. You can use it for the reception, use all the wine you want. You just have to label it. And we did a custom label. We did three, three or four. We took it very seriously. Yeah, we did it very seriously. <laughs> we're both very like meticulous perfectionists, probably to a fault. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so we, Cooper. we like, yeah. you know, came up with a few different labels. We had a lot of wine industry people at our wedding and they were like, these labels are beautiful. You need to like market this. And we were like, yeah, maybe we will. And then that was four years yeah. before we started the company or yeah, two years before. And it kind mm -hmm. of happened. And he's, he's, so, go ahead. Did that branding, did that branding then from the wedding kind of shift over to how intermission looks today? 100%. Yes. Yeah. So I had a, a, like a super fan who's now I'm her, his super fan, but, um, uh, he came up to me after a show with like a drawing of me and I was like, wow, this is really good. And he just kind of scurried away. And I was like, wait, who, who are you <laughs> kind of thing? And then uh, the next day he came back with the whole entire cast drawn out. And I was like, oh my gosh, we 
gave each other uh, our information. He at the time was, I think, 17 or 18. Yeah. Um, now has gone through college, is an art to, uh, or, uh, went through art yeah, school Boston. and is now a, a yep. tattoo artist. Um, but he, um, I knew when, I knew he was the guy to call for our artwork. Because we wanted it to be very sleek because it's it's like fine line of theater being a little like jazz hands cheesy. We wanted it to be, right. you know, a little elegant, more sophisticated yeah. and elegant. And we like the no, simple. It's very upmarket. Yeah. It looks very, very upmarket. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks. I mean, thanks. yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff on the shelf, right? So yeah. it's like, how do you get your story? How do you get the branding, the tone, the whole thing? Yeah. Adding that into Parentville. Uh-huh. How yeah. are you? Uh-huh. I don't sleep on this couch for about 30 yeah. seconds is what it is. How, how, I mean, because essentially you, you're, are, are you distributed now? Like, are you in Publix? Are you in all over? Are you still working? So we're still considered very small, um, yet we have grown exponentially. Um, the company is three years old. And it's amazing. You're still a startup. How well, are you? We just like, started our third year, yeah. Yeah. We, just the two of you? It's just the two of us. We, yeah. we have someone literally help, do everything. Yeah. We have a person in Sonoma who's helping package the, all the, the wine shipments because it comes from Sonoma. But we, I mean, David mostly, um, he he's blessed with being good at literally everything. Photography, drawing, computers, graphics, marketing. I mean, both of us and you as well. I mean, you've had a few companies now. Like being a performer and artist, you you market yourself all the time. So you really have that brain without necessarily having a degree in it. You've had to do it your whole life. So when it came to this, that's kind of what we know how to do. So we we went from making 400-ish cases the first year, and this year we're making almost- 1,800. Yeah, yeah. 1,800 cases. So, so we have a distributor. We are in, we're in how many? Six different Broadway theaters uh, yep. currently as their intermission wine. Uh, we're in a couple of different other theaters as well around the metro area. Um, we are in about 10 different restaurants and prestigious wine shops in New York City as well. Uh, and that is kind of constantly growing as, as fast as we can make more wine. Um, so uh, it's the one thing about wine is it just has to t- it takes some time. It has to sit. <laughs> has to yeah. sit. Uh, so as soon as it's ready, we will be bottling it and getting out more. But um, it's it's been an unbelievable thing going back to your uh um, question about parenting involved. I still have a full-time job on top of that. And we're still like doing, you know, it is a startup. So we are, we are doing the most. And I, I really do think as, as exhausted as I am every night, uh, as we are, I think we hit the pillow and we can honestly say like, we, we, we did the we most, did the most we possibly could today, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, yeah. and I think that when you have a little baby running around, it makes it worth it. You know, I get yeah. to work from home for most of my, unless I'm obviously doing a show or Kristen's doing a show. And like the fact that I get to go out on my break, you know, my break, I take 15 minutes and that 15 minutes rejuvenates me a hell of a lot more than if I were to go grab, you know, something at my local bodega kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, having, ha- and Cooper's yeah. really like it traveling so much with him and being around so many different people, so many adults really like all the time, he's very adaptable and I'm sure it will get, you know, he's only 17 months and, you know, seeing your daughter, is she three? How old is she? Three. Yeah. She's three and she's around adults. Yeah. All the time. Yes. Yep. And she seems very well adjusted and, you know, great personality. He's the same way. Like he's, he really, as much as it kind of, 
short circuits me sometimes because I'm like, oh my God, we don't have the right pack and play and he's not going to be comfortable and we're in a new place Regiment, and it's, you yeah. know, some sort of schedule or routine. He, he's so good with it. He bounces back so easily and he's really, really shifted so nicely and grown up in this environment, whether it's hustling for theater or hustling around the city, doing tastings and trying to sell the wine. He's so good at, I mean, honestly, he's, he's a good selling point <laughs> when you bring him with us. <laughs> and on no, top, no, I, you know, yeah, yeah. he's gotten to see us perform, which is yeah. an incredible thing. He's like, he's, we didn't do any screens uh, for the first 17 months. We just introduced Sesame Street literally last week, but uh, he only knows like us singing and dancing around the house. And he's <laughs> like, that's the best show. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but he, um, we got to take Cooper to see her at the Kennedy Center. And he watched, if he didn't need a nap, I would have let him watch the whole thing. It, he he watched for 45 minutes, clapping when he was supposed to clap. Yeah, like just uh, like, amazing. We thought he'd be talking and wanting to move and squirming around. He was like beside himself. Yeah. 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 And then we got, you got to bring him to see me in the yep. performance. And it was just, I don't know. As much as we keep being like, we're fucking this kid up. Pardon my language. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he, you know, like, I'm like, oh God, he is, we're screwed. But he's like, yeah. I don't know. I think he might be better for it. I hope he's better for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, where, where do the, do the two of you find your fearlessness? Because it's so like, because we just introduced the screen last week and like you, it sounds like you both are going at the beat of your own drum, not kind of letting any other noise or any other, well, this person said this. And so I yeah. need to parent this way. You're just kind of rolling with it. Well, it's, it's sound. Actually, as we're saying this, yeah. it sounds like, well, we really have it all together, but it never really feels <laughs> like that. <laughs> it never feels like that. And I think we, we've been, we're good with each other. I mean, because he works from home, which we're so fortunate now, like yeah. this culture that we've created, he's around a lot. We're both around Cooper a lot. So we both have, I think, a, a solid input on what to do and how to you know, do it. But I, I Google everything and I look at so many versions and advice and I go back and forth. What should we do? I don't know. I don't know. And then ultimately Cooper dictates it. Like right. he kind yeah. of shows you what he needs and it's hard to see that initially, but after, you know, a few tries or a few days, I'm like, Oh, well he's going to do this when he feels mm -hmm. ready or when, you know, the milestones or the, you know, what to do. If no, you know, it's gone milestones adia okay because you're you'll be there with the yeah. whole potty tuning thing do not cry do not panic you you go to the toilet remember this you go your cooper will figure it out it, it took adia but like it, she was three and she was not she wasn't there yet like yeah. it was still yeah. a questionable situation and I, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to let her run around naked because I was told that she should do that. Just yeah. Let her go. Yeah. I, it was, a, I, I cried. And then yeah. I finally was just like, no, 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 yeah. just, just it's all going to be fine. Yeah. I will yeah. say, I will say she's shorting herself a little bit. She works with Cooper all day and all night. And yes, she reads a ton. And at night I'm like, stop reading that. Enough is <laughs> enough. You know, all the knowledge now let's, you know, but yeah. she, she works with him day in and day out. I am going to go get yeah, go my child real fast <laughs> because he's moving. But we he have all the 
ready to go. We have all the pubs. Next CEO of Intermission Wines is going to be, he needs his snack now. That's right. I'll uh, yes. be right back. You guys keep going. So there you go. I, I want to hear sustainability wise in the wine sector is kind of like a big deal. Is, is yeah. that a route that you guys are going with your product? Yeah, all of our wine is sustainable and organically farmed. You know, our mission when we started this company was really to bring good quality wine to theaters. You know, I, whether I'm seeing a show in a show, like I very rarely will order a glass of wine at a theater because I know it's going to be bad. And I'm like, ah, I'll get a mixed drink instead or no drink at all or whatever. But like, I'm like, it's too, it's $24 a glass at a Broadway theater. It's not worth it. Like it's to have, to have crappy wine and have a headache and whatever. So I was like, we should, our wine, I, people deserve to not, I mean, all over Europe, all over the world, wine is not so fancy. And if sometimes in the U.S., I feel like it's looked at as like this upscale thing or like has to be a, a special event. It doesn't have to be. It should be good wine whenever you have it, you know. So um, we that was our mission. So that's kind of what we're doing. We think the best grapes in America are in Sonoma, California. And the juice, if the juice is good and organically farmed and, you know, uh, quality, you don't have to do anything to the wine. You don't have to have additives. What's the matter? You want some wine? <laughs> Come here. Oh, um, what's up, buddy? Oh, who's there? Can you wave hello? You wave hello? It's Benga. I have like no, I have like no toys to put up right now. Like, <laughs> I can show you. So far. I have my phone. I literally have my film roller right here. Yeah, I need that. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. Seller's mascot. Yeah. Cooper James. This is Cooper. Aww. Uh, say hi. Can you wave? Can you wave? Yeah. It's okay. I'm I'm normally a little bit like don't want to talk to people when I first. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah. So our sustainable quality wine bring it to theaters. So that was our mission, and that's kind of what we're doing. We have the prices as low as we reasonably and because we also want it to be accessible to artists we want it to be accessible to our friends and yeah. family and you know it's like we said we want it to be it, it's it's such a community builder just like theater is you know over a glass of wine you have great conversations or hard conversations or sad like it's it's so many emotions and it's a passion driven sport just like theater so we're trying to incorporate quality yeah. with the arts and with community because we don't have a brick and mortar we're able to keep a lot of like the prices at an uh, what we call an artist friendly rate you know and uh we are sharing vineyards with people that are selling this the same wines they're obviously different um but the same grapes and same things they're triple the price of ours because we belly up to napa so like they're allowed to uh, charge that because they have a brick and mortar and you can have an experience of tasting at their you know brick and mortar we don't have to do that and so we're really trying to introduce good wine without any additives without any crap that goes in For some reason in wine you don't have to uh, list any of the ingredients that you add um, which is just a shame mm -hmm. you know so when you're buying a 12 dollars bottle of wine which we still do but there's stuff in it you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's bad for you. It's just stuff, also those you know? bigger companies, they have to, you know, if you're getting like yellowtail or something like that, people are expecting it to taste the same every single year. Yeah. So they're going to add things to kind of make sure, it make sure it, yeah. it's altered to do that. 
And the beauty we think of wine is that it changes every year. I mean, it's a living thing, just like a performance, just like a, you know, it's just like a parent, it's going to shift and mold and ebb and flow. And, and, you know, if it's a good season of rain, if it's not a good, it's going to affect the taste, but then they should just showcase the grapes showcase what they're going to be that year, which we think is kind of beautiful. And all of our talk about the clean wine and the facility we make our yeah, wine. Yeah, the the wine where we where we make our wine, the facility is they have the trademark for clean wine, which is a really kind of a marketing term these days. All right, yeah. but, uh, but it is understood. So what they do is they don't uh, let us release any of our wines until the histamines have completely gone down. Um, meaning a lot of the uh, we're also not allowed to add very much sulfur. Sulfur is not a bad thing. It's just got, it gets overused. So sulfur is in your, uh, in your chicken, when you in the packaging, it's in your dried fruits, it's in everything, but it's a minimal amount, you know, and what happens with wine is when it's bad or not created properly, or there's, um, uh, well, I'm not going to get too geeky right now, but, um, things happen when you're making wine and, and you have to fix that. And so they add a bunch of sulfur to just stabilize that wine. Well, we don't want to do that because all of our grapes are pretty much organic or sustainable or both. Um, they're they're the creme, you know, they're the, they're the best of the best kind of thing. So we don't have to add all that stuff. And so a lot of the red wine headaches and the congestion that you get um, is, rash yeah, or, yeah. is from when you, there's a number of different things, but mostly sulfur. And so uh, we are not allowed to add a lot of that, um, um, which is great. And then when I always equate it to gluten-free beer and gluten-free beer, there's actually a small minuscule amount of gluten in it um, that can be traced, um, but it's like not going to affect most people. That's the same thing with our sulfur content. We don't add any sugar. Uh, we don't um, add anything that's inorganic. Um, I don't know that process. I covered it at all. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so it's a really great place to learn how to make wine as well as uh, making our wine there, uh, continuing to make our wine because it's just, we know that it's a very clean product, quality, you know, yeah. and quality is at the utmost. Yeah. And how many SKUs, how many, um, like, yeah, how many SKUs do you have? So we have six different SKUs, essentially uh, six different wines. We did an artist series with another Broadway performer, Katie Weber, mm -hmm. who is um, kind of shares the ideology of our, our company. And uh, she's a chef and she's amazing. And she we did a, a she's a mom as well. So we called it Mama Rose, uh, Mama Rose. Um, and uh, then we have our five signature wines that we kind of um, make annually. Um, on top of that, we just created two new SKUs for the theaters specifically. Um, and uh, yeah, for like Broadway theaters and things like that. So. I mean, honestly, I don't, from someone who has lost bricks and mortar, yeah. <laughs> don't ever get fixated that you need it because right. it, will, it will bite you in the ass. So I know, we want it so bad, but we're... It just it honestly, I, I understand that it's like this like medallion. It's like it's like a taxi driver, right? And they get that amazing yeah. million dollar medallion, and you're like, yep, got it. I've made it. <laughs> but there's so many great ways to collaborate and get yourself. I mean, you, you have to look at a grocery store, that's all real estate. Every shelf is a real yeah. a piece of real estate for every product that is up there. So it's um you know, getting into a Broadway house, I mean, that is, if you could get it in the gift shop, get it in the gift shop so then people can start gifting and buying yeah, a full well, that's bottle. We, you know, we, I think the getting into the Broadway theaters, we didn't make it happen as quickly as it did. Yeah. Huge. And we're like, oh Huge. gosh, you know, we don't want it. We don't want to be ahead of ourselves, but this great opportunity is presenting itself. And yeah, again, it was just serendipitous. You know, we've learned There's so a lot much. Of, yeah, yeah, we can do that. 
holy shit, how are we going to do this? You <laughs> we know need what a mean? lot more wine. <laughs> yeah. um, we need a lot more wine. Yeah, but just like the theater industry and a lot of the wine industry is kind of the same way. Like people are so willing to offer guidance, advice, and just be communal in that way. So we, David is very good at this and I'm learning to be better at it, but like you don't, you just have to ask the question. Like, I'm always worried I'm bothering somebody. I don't want to ask them. I don't want to call them. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be weird. They're busy. And he's like, the worst they can do is say no. Like, why don't we just end every time we ask or have a meeting or let's push ourselves to do that? It's always yes. It always, it's amazing. The doors or if that it's have not, opened. it's a, we can't do that right this way a second, but thank you so much. Yeah. And, and they circle back around, yeah. and, you know, a few months or whatever. Like, it's just to start conversations. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing to like yeah. begin relationships with people that you didn't think you would or in the corporate world or, you know, you feel out of place, but really we're all doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Striving, thriving and surviving. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> you say the gift shop thing because I'm so ready to hear all of your ideas um, as a businesswoman <laughs> yourself. But um, uh, it's so interesting. Kristen always says, I'm, we're never short of ideas, right? It's the, the fact that because it's alcohol, everyone every government wants to be part of every regulation and everyone wants their coin basically so it's funny um you know to sell it at a gift shop they have to get a liquor license and so like we thought the same thing we're like great well liquor license in new york city is like a hundred thousand dollars yeah so like unless we're buying that for them they're like no 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 because we wanted to do it we wanted to make like labels we wanted to make like the moulin rouge red rouge right or something like that um and That's sell it at the, and, yeah. the um, what's the word? I'm not um, the concession, not the concessions, the uh, gift shop, like the, or the um, like merchandise, merchandise stand. Yeah. But they won't let us do it because yeah. they have to have an alcohol license. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. so. yeah, I, I will have to say that I, I noticed um, there was a, a non alcoholic beer that was just launched by, I, I think they're an adorable couple like the two of you, Dax Shepard and Kristen. Oh, Bell. yeah, 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 yeah. Ugh. You know what? I mean, like they're they're just adorable, and she's like the best like support system ever for him as someone yes. who has yeah. struggled with alcoholism and addiction. So he's launched this zero alcohol free beer, yeah. and the states that he can't get it into is maddening. Yes. It's an alcoholic. Like what? Why? Why is this an issue? Why is there a problem? Like, yeah. 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 Why is there a problem? Yeah. But it's, never- and they will figure it out. Yeah. I mean, it's the weird and wild world of control and, and all of those things. But back to, because Cooper's there and he's like, mom, dad, like I want to play and all these things. How are the three of you finding work and life balance? Like, where is that? Do you have that switch off button? Do you, do you like kind of schedule this in? Or is this just kind of like, it's right now is like the grind, like, Back to Chelsea Studios, it's the grind. <laughs> I can still smell those studios. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, well, why don't you speak to it first? Because you, I don't know. I'm, I'm grinding too much, uh, and I thankfully have a partner that has given me that space, but also uh, is um, kind of saying, "All right, that's enough now." You know what I mean? Um, I have a hard time because I think it's so exciting and things are happening, and. Um, you know, as artists, we don't always have the control uh, that we would like uh, in the business, right? Um, with with intermission, uh, I feel like I have the control for the first time. So I'm like, I'm going to take it. We are going to take it. Um, 
And so I think I have a harder time turning it off, which is why I'm so happy to work from home because I do get those moments where I walk out and I go, oh, it's so easy to turn off when he's around. You know what I mean? Because I can just, I want to be with him. Um, You know, there's, uh, I think sometimes it's the opposite with you. I, in the sense, with all respect, because we can. I think for me, it's, it's, I have, you're, he's very good at multitasking. I am not. I'm like all 100% full out on one thing and then 100% full out on the next thing. But I can't do a lot at once, especially with him. He's, we talked about this a little earlier. He's very attached to me at the moment. Mm -hmm. We're in this like phase of mama all the time. And it's heartbreaking to hear, but I'm like, okay, he's, you got to put him to bed one night because he's just mama, mama. (laughs) David's doing that, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think, as far as turning it off and kind of making time for it, I have a little bit easier time turning it off and just being with him uh, than David does because he's tr- he's juggling a lot at once. Yeah. Um, I'm about to start a show in the fall, which is going to be the first time that we're on like an eight show with kind of no end date. I did something in the spring um, at the Kennedy Center, but it was a short, it was a three week total gig. I was like, this is perfect. It's very doable. I see an end to it. My parents were, are in Jersey, so they're close enough to come down yeah. and help with Cooper, and th- he, they're both able to come with me. But in the fall, we're going to start a new schedule, and I think that's going to be – maybe we'll revisit this question because I think it's going to be hard for me to kind of juggle it, but we'll make it work. And he's getting more independent, and, you know, hopefully it'll be easier. Well, well if, if, in fact, you are in the awful potty training section oh, milestone yeah. area in, in that timeline, please do not panic again. Please do not <laughs> have a cry, have a glass of wine. I will I be will panicking because I will be with him more. <laughs> I will be calling you and being no. like, tell me everything. Yeah, it's going it's to be, listen, you're going to the bathroom. If you're going, he'll eventually go. That's yeah. Not yeah. Worry. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Pass the torch to that expecting busy mumsy. You're two years of being parents now. Yeah. What have you learned about the journey, yourself, something like, what is it like, oh, wait, it was this hack or what is it that you would love to pass that torch? Um, I don't know about a hack. Has there been like a specific thing? I feel like, like we said, I have no hacks. I have yeah, no I hacks. I basically ask for any words of wisdom and then I'm like, okay, or I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. I think like you can be as prepared as you can be and do all the reading or whatever. But like we said earlier, he kind of dictates it. Like, you know, we, we had a tough time breastfeeding in the beginning and that was, there was a lot of tears from both of us. And ultimately he did it when he wanted to do it and he figured it out on his terms. And I think being a type A ish personality, I want everything preset and ready to go and to make it as seamless as possible, but it's not with a child. And I've realized that's okay. And it's going to ebb and flow and things are going to implode and at the end of the day, I'm more affected by it than the baby is. Like, he's fine. He's he's making it easy. And I'm the one like, oh, my God, we didn't have the right chicken. Right. Should have been this chicken. You know, and he's he doesn't care. He's, he's easygoing and ready to just go with whatever. If we are calm, he's calm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So trying to keep that. It's a great thing to, to try to stay in when things yeah. get a little bit wrinkled, right? And it's hard, but... Um, yeah. But I think to constantly and being around like with busy mumsy and with like hearing from other people that are in the thick of it or just at the next stage that we're ready to see. I mean, seeing that 
they too are thriving or not even necessarily have to be thriving, but making it work and day to day is also eye-opening. And it feels very um, like a little community of parents feels helpful to have, I think. Yeah. Massively, massively. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Jill Abramovitz <laughs> said to me, um, she says, you only know what you know right now for like raising kids specifically. And I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, <laughs> I couldn't touch her son is like 10 or 11 now. And she was like, I couldn't tell you how I raised him at 10. I couldn't tell you how I raised him at nine. I could, because you're constantly like learning from them what you have to in teach the them. And yeah. so you're like, great, I'm, clo I'm, I'm clocking into that. And I'm, I'm getting this and I have to learn how to, um, um, I, it's like a constant, like on the move of like, great, I have to parent that now. And I don't know, that's always helps me be more like present because again, she does so much. I feel like she does so much more of the parenting than I get to do. Um, so when I come out, I'm like, great. What have we learned today? What do we need to do? <laughs> what are, what's the new words? And what am I not allowed to say? And what am I not allowed to give him? You know what I mean? And I'm like, he's saying, I'm too hot. He says, hot damn. <laughs> you do. I'm too hot. No, I love that. <laughs> so we learned that we're I'm going to share with you that that Adia may or may not have said the f bomb the other day, yeah. and then my husband and I had to have a serious sit down. So <laughs> I have already threatened him with you know those clickers, and I'm going to start clicking every time he says it. And I'm I'm literally he's going to by the by the end of the month I'm like whatever's on that clicker is how much you owe me. Yes, yes exactly. Well, that's I think I'm going to become a woman. We're I think gonna I'm going to we're going to do that. <laughs> Wait, I want to know what your your idea though is, because I like to hear yeah. what's, what's your. What I have guess you it, yeah. learned in your years of parenting? Oh, in my years, yeah. you know, um, I, and I think this come comes from the world of being a performer because you only relied on yourself, right? Like it was, if I didn't get it, it was because of me. It yeah. was because of, it, at the ultimately, it was me. So I went into parenting thinking, well, I'm going to do it myself. Well, of course, I'm going to run my business and the bricks and mortar is there and and I'm going to just push Adia in her stroller to the studio and I'm going to do all the admin. Everything's going to be fine. I didn't know that there was going to be a pandemic. We were going to be in a lockdown. I was going to lose the bricks and mortar by the end of 2020 because we had rent to pay and we, yeah. we were in a very strict lockdown for eight months before we even reopened social distance. Right. Like right. you can't go from paying 28 pounds per class to 499 and think that you're going to cover your rent. Like, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like it just, it was wild. So what I learned through my parenting journey is that you do need to have people to really lean on. You yeah. do, you can't just rely on yourself. This is, you're not going to get your next Broadway show out of it. Like that's the show. And it's yeah. now, now she's, She's Michelle. I'm in it with her. And like, it's like full speed ahead. Right. So yeah. it's like learning to ask for help, learning to lean on other people. Yeah. And that's why it did get to the point. I said to Ricky, I was like, I need to see you for coffee every day. I need to see you when you, whatever time you get home, I don't care. And if we're eating dinner at 10 o'clock, I don't care. I just want to see you. Yeah. I'll, I'll feel better. I'll emotionally feel like I am supported because we are a team and like, I'll feel that energy. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. The, the, the biggest thing in three years. Like I cannot do it all. I, I need to ask for help. I do yeah. have help. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to create a new business without my Anna. Yeah. 
Like yeah. I, I have, I have Anna and she helps me. Yeah. So I'm very lucky for that. And, um, and I'm glad that Adia loves her and, yeah. you know, and I still, I still teach, I still personal train virtually. I'm working on busy mumsy and, oh and I love it. And, um, so yeah, I think in three, when I first had her, especially, I thought I can do it all. I don't need, yeah. I was like, go like, cause, cause Ricky did go back to, he came back to Uganda right after I had Adia wow. and, um, Ugh. But that's but that's what we signed up for. Right. You know what I mean? right. It's like right. Business. And then you go, oh wow, wait, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. But um yeah, it's yeah. it's the journey, right? It's the it's the beautiful, the ups, the downs, the all arounds, and when there truly is vomit on your shirt, crayon on the wall, and a really dirty diaper, yeah. you are crushing it. I think it's so important to remember <laughs> you're crushing it. Yeah. Well, Kristen and David, thank you so much for coming on the Busy Mumsy podcast. I hope you had fun. And Cooper. Absolutely. I love this. I'm, I'm so glad such, we could do yeah. this. We feel it's, so honored. Yeah. Really. And it's also nice to like talk about on a podcast where like we get to talk about like the actual real life that is behind the scenes. Yeah. And that is the most important thing, which is raising our kids, you know. Massively, but also I think it's important too that you both are entrepreneurs and it's um, important to me to have like-minded folk come on this platform to share like it's not easy, it's not perfect and we're making it happen and I might not have slept this week, but I'm making it happen. And um, for the Mumsy listeners, please note that all of Intermission's details, websites, contacts, socials, everything is in the show notes. So you can definitely head there, hit them up and have a glorious day. Thank you, you too. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yeah! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.